Hello and welcome back to the Joe and Co Show. I'm delighted that you've come back to listen to today's episode or another episode if you're uh, one of my avid followers. Uh, I do thank you for that. And in today's episode, you'll just hear my dulcet totes. <laughs> I actually wanted to share some episodes, of, as I've previously said, uh, share some episodes that are just me sharing my advice. And this is based on either listener questions, so I'm more than happy to answer any, well, I'll put, I'll put a caveat around that, most <laughs> most questions that listeners send in. I don't want anything dodgy, right? <laughs> um, but also I have some oh, such insightful coaching and group coaching calls with my clients that I just feel I, I want to be able to share that advice wider so that you can benefit as well. So today's episode is a mixture of uh, a listener's question and also some insights from recent coaching calls. So a listener's question was that they had known that I love doing my morning routines but can't stick to them themselves and they wanted some advice. So I would uh, love to really share what I believe around morning or any routines actually. So the first thing is you'll know that there are so many books out there and uh, YouTube videos and advice all over the place around morning routines and you know some of them advocate getting up at 5 a.m some of them advocate doing a five minute morning routine consistently blah 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 first things first you probably know if you've listened to any of my podcast episodes before is I ask you to tune in to what feels right for you that's the first and foremost thing. Every single thing it comes down to, whether it's a routine or whether it's making a decision or whether it's taking an action or how you shape your business, it comes in my in my belief, my belief is it comes back to tuning into what feels right and good for you. Now, I, again, you know that I am not a morning, morning person, but I do love my morning routines, which is why this question I think is really interesting. The value for me of having a morning routine is it sets my day up really well. And I ask you another thing, just to be a bit playful with morning routines. Are you one of these people that does like some kind of structure and consistency? I'm one of them. So I know this. Or are you somebody that really likes to go with the flow and just be creative, spontaneous and just do different things each morning, each day? We fall into, generally speaking, we fall into either one of these camps. So don't get hung up on what other people are doing in the morning. Do what feels right for you. Now, I have, I specifically have designed my business so I don't take client calls or don't tend to do any kind of outward or businessy facing work until at least 11 o'clock. Sometimes it might be 10, but usually it's about 11 o'clock in the morning. And I intentionally design my mornings so that I am in a good place. Uh, My energy is balanced. My energy is good. I um, focus on things that really feel good and nourishing to me. And what happens is I, I have certain routines or certain activities that are 
I, I absolutely want them in the morning. So for example, for me, yoga is, is a no brainer. I really, really feel so much better when I've moved, when I've stretched my body, it's not energetic, it's slow movement. It's meditative. I practice yin yoga in the morning and this really helps my clear any energy blocks. It also stretches my body out. You know, if you slept funny or if I've perhaps been hunched over at my desk the day before and it just gets me into such a good place that I feel so much better when I've done it. So that's a, a definite pretty much every morning. If I can do my yin yoga, I am in a good place. The other thing I really love to do is I do love to spend some time meditating. So that can be while I'm doing my yoga, just to, if I'm time poor, or if, if you know, I'm running off to do something that morning, maybe meeting a friend for a coffee or something. Um, but I might also have a specific meditation practice as well, where I focus on breath work and then meditation. And, you know, I'll be kind of guided, but I do like to pull an oracle card or maybe two might fall out the pack. And then I also do like to journal if I can. Now, journaling, I can spend, you know, if if I luxuriate in, in journaling because it's what I feel inclined to do and I've, I've specifically got the time to do it. I can spend a good couple of hours journaling, but to be honest, most mornings journaling might just be for five minutes and it might be some creative downloads I've had whilst I was meditating or I was doing my yoga. It might be, um, it might be just writing down what I'm really grateful for. It might be writing down what I really want from my day. So not necessarily a to-do list. Sometimes it is, but most often or not, it's just like, how do I want to feel for today? And I kind of channel the feeling and the energy that I want to 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 call in for the rest of the day. So that's pretty much my my usual morning practice. I also do like to try and get outside and go for a walk as well. And again, that can just be a, a quick you know, walk around the block to get some fresh air, or it can be like an hour long walk, you know, up to the river and the lakes and stuff. So again, what I'm showing you is that whilst I do have some kind of structure in my morning routine, I tend to be guided by how I'm feeling, what the weather might be like. (laughs) Um, And also, you know, what I, I want to be doing for that morning. So I know a number of people do get or beat themselves up because, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. So the other thing to say is, every day is a new day. So if you didn't go out for a walk, or you didn't have a great morning routine, it's tune into actually, how would that have made me feel if I'd have done it and do that the next day, make that your motivation for course correcting the very, very next day. We all fall off the bandwagon, you know, as human beings and as life gets in the way, you know, things chop and change or come up, you know, each and every day that throws us off course. But what we can do is retune into what feels great for us the very next day and just get back on to the routines, etc. that that serve us, just to be clear. So, again, don't don't waste any energy or effort in thinking that, oh, I'm no good at keeping uh, routines. I'm no good at forming habits. I can't do this. Actually, I believe every one of us can do it. And uh, as consistent as you can get is is the best place to be. So not everyone's, nobody's going to be consistent all the time, I don't believe. So that's really about morning routines. 
So if you're someone who benefits from having a little bit more structure, then absolutely have some set things that you do each morning. And, you know, if that makes you feel good, then great. If you're more spontaneous and free flowing, creative, or, you know, you just feel like you're one of these people that likes to chop and change it every day because they want variety. That's equally amazing. And just go with the flow on the morning as to what feels good. So I hope that helps. The other thing is that, you know, and I kind of touched on it, this came up in my uh, group coaching call and it was a a conversation around self-sabotage and how we can get into patterns that we know are not helpful. So this kind of plays into the morning routine thing because sometimes we know that having a good morning routine sets us up well for the day. It sets our energy into a good place. It sets, um, you know, our focus and our mindset, our well-being. It's all those good things that come into play when we do have a morning routine that works for us. But we can also get into a place where we where we actively sabotage our goals and our desires because we don't feel worthy of having that good thing in our life. We don't feel we don't our self-esteem isn't high necessarily, or we haven't necessarily practiced what is is good for us. So we haven't seen the the I suppose the benefits of being consistent in that practice. Self-sabotage crops up all over the place. And I <laughs> I've what I am now somebody who I'd say is much, much better at recognizing when I'm going into self-saboteur mode. And it's anything that you do that is a going against what your goals, what your desires, what your dreams, what your aspirations, uh, what your intentions are are that's what self-sabotage is and it can then create a situation that actively does not work for you so it can sometimes materialize as procrastination um, putting something off that you really know that you want to do or need to do it can be doing things that aren't fulfilling instead of things that are fulfilling it can be um actively doing things that prevent you from like i say fulfilling a goal or an or an outcome that you so do, that you so want to to achieve and you're like well i really want this so why am i self sabotaging when this happens and when you notice it what i'd ask you to do is to grab your journal or a pad of paper and ask yourself what you're fearful of so by doing the activity that you're that you're not doing. <laughs> so by doing the activity that you're currently putting off, what does that mean for you? What does that what fears does that bring up for you? The other thing to think of is what fears do you have around the consequences of having done that activity? So it may not be the activity itself, it might be the knock-on effect of doing it. So if I take the example of, say, updating your website, you know that you really, really want to get your website copy updated. You want to get it looking um, up to date, professional to really attract some more clients, for example. But you actively sabotage doing that update. So you do everything else you can possibly think of and put it off. Or you think, oh, I need to have the tech updated, so I must do that first. Or you put other barriers or obstacles in the way. 
when you journal, what you might find is you're worried about the tech setup, you're worried about your copy, you're worried about being visible, you're worried about um, how others might perceive you. But also that may not be the case. What it might be is that the fear resides on the other side of updating your website. So the fear could be, I don't want to attract any clients because I don't want to be busy in my business. I want a busy that is easy and joyful and flows in line with me. This is exactly where I was, to be fair. It wasn't the the, the fear of visibility that was my problem. It was on the other side of updating the website. I wanted to have an easy business. I wanted an easier life that was not stressful like my corporate life used to be. I did not want to be at the beck and call of other people like my previous life had been. So I was actively sabotaging the work of updating my website because I didn't want to fall in the trap of burnout, stress, giving my all to everybody. So once I recognized that piece, that's the piece I worked on. So, of course, I actively then designed my business and my life in alignment with what felt good to me, which was actively channeling the simplicity in the ease, only having time for clients at set times in the day rather than being able to pick and choose what suited them in my calendar. They still have a lot of flexibility, right? But I've put put specific boundaries around when I have client time and when I have Joe time. So you can see that actually self-sabotage can play out in so many different ways for various reasons. So this is why it's important to understand what you're fearful of, either around that specific activity that you want to, to do but are putting off or around the other side of it. So I hope that this little episode has really helped you because I think it's it's well a couple of these topics are things that do crop up in my coaching calls and and I think they can be once you're aware of these things you can deal with them right so I hope it's helped you understand why these things happen and also what you can do about it so I have my awaken group program actively running at the moment and it's the doors are still open you can join at any time actually and this is a beautiful program whereby we work on understanding and becoming much more conscious about your limiting beliefs and your limiting behaviors unpacking all of that and then really clearing and releasing them so that you've got an ability to step into clarifying what your future desires actually are and step into that future you with calm, confidence and ease. I use my four elements of ease throughout all of my programs. So I weave all of that into it. So if you really want to step into a place of clarity, calm confidence with courage, then please check out the details of my Awaken program, which are in the show notes, because I'd be delighted to have you in the program with the rest of the ladies. They are having incredible shifts. We're having an amazing time. It's a beautiful, supportive, safe space where we do energy work, we do coaching, we do activities, we do journaling, I pull oracle cards, we we tune into our intuition and it's just beautiful, beautiful work that we do together. So if you'd like to join that space, then either contact me or have a look at the details in the show notes. 
Anyway, until next week and next Friday where we have another guest episode, which I shall be sharing with you. I wish you a beautiful and very, very happy and easy week ahead. Lots of love. Bye.